Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Families face paying €400 more for their electricity and heating this winter. Yes, I know that's a bit jaw-dropping to think about. The soaring cost of energy will come as a huge shock to many people, as, of course, the nights get darker and colder. And, of course, of course, during the summer, we're used to paying lower bills because, of course, we don't have as many lights on, we don't have the heat on, although some people do. Um, and the only time you really want you know, your heating or use your heating maybe is to heat up the water for showers and stuff like that. So your bills tend to be a lot lower. But the winter this year is going to be tough. And I'm looking at, over the last 15 years or so, the bills have gone up astronomically for gas, oil. Well, oil is actually a little bit down at the moment, but still you're probably paying more in your bills because the taxes are up. Uh, the gas and electricity certainly have gone up. To give us more information about it is Derek Cassidy, who's from bonkers.ie. What a great name for a website. Uh, Derek, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Lyle, I think. But this is a bit bonkers, isn't it, Derek? You know what I mean? That, I mean, the prices over the last, particularly I've noticed over 20 years, I mean, we don't seem to notice them creeping up constantly. Another 5%, another 3%, another 5%. And if we looked at what we're paying now compared to what we were paying maybe 20 years ago, it's a large, big difference, isn't it? It is. Um, actually, maybe 20, 30 years ago, Ireland had among the cheapest electricity in all of the EU, whereas now we actually have about the third or the fourth most expensive. Mm. So, um, you know, I think we always think that prices are always going up and they do because of inflation. But certainly energy costs, have definitely, um, you know, started to eat more into people's pockets, like housing costs, over the past decade or so. So what you're saying is true, but but they're really beginning to eat into people's um And why is it winter. why is it going up in price when we're looking at across the world? You know, oil prices came down astronomically last year. For example, they couldn't give the oil away per barrel; they were actually paying people per barrel to take it. And we saw the like in the UK, for example, we're seeing you know heating oil is quite cheap at the moment; it's not that expensive, not as much as expensive as it was two years ago. So why are we seeing an increase in electricity uh, when, of course, they use fossil fuels to produce the electricity in the first place? So why are we seeing that increase? There's a few. There's a few reasons. It's probably probably the main reason. And it's at the moment, there's just a huge, huge mismatch between supply and demand, particularly for gas. Uh, we use gas, obviously, for natural gas, but we use a huge amount of gas for our electricity generation. We actually don't use much oil anymore for electricity generation. So even if oil, for example, became free, it's not really going to impact on the price of electricity. But the price of gas does. So when the price of gas goes up, not only does the natural gas bill go up, but your electricity bill goes up. And there's just a huge, huge mismatch between supply and demand, partly due to COVID with the world economy slowly opening back up. And it just means that the price of gas has skyrocketed over the past few months. So it's up about maybe 200% over the past um, few months and it's just feeding through into higher prices. The second reason is um, there's just been a lack of wind output as well over the past few months. Obviously, I think we can all agree, you know, we know that greener energy is important, Mm -hmm. but it's not as, I suppose, as stable as other energy sources. And particularly this summer was particularly uh, calm. It wasn't windy. Um, That that, that kind of shows us that maybe that's not the future, I suppose, of producing. I mean, the, the future, I mean, according to a lot of experts, is nuclear power, probably because it's cheap. Yeah, no, like, listen, you didn't know if what you're saying isn't necessarily incorrect. You could debate this, you know, for, for, for half an hour, for a day. I, I always say to people that, um, you know, green energy is good for the environment. It's not necessarily good for the pockets. I think there's a feeling that, you know, as well, that, that greener energy and renewable energy, it's free, that it's easy to produce. It's not, you know, and I think that transition over the next few years 
um, might, might be tough in a lot of people. But but the lack of wind output is going to be yeah. a problem, um, and it's meant that we've had to rely more on fossil fuels than we usually would have. Um, and like I said, the price of those fossil fuels is absolutely skyrocketing. And then just one final reason why we're also facing such big increases is that uh, two big gas-fired power plants, one in Dublin, one in Cork, have been out of action for maintenance over the past few months, maybe over for the past year. They usually supply around 15% of our electricity. They're out of action. So it's put a huge amount of pressure um, on, the, on the grid. There's been a lack of supply. Uh, and then, as you know, when there's a mismatch between supply and demand, that causes prices to go up. Is that why been, they've been kind of hinting at maybe blackouts during the winter as well, by the way? they've been. Yeah. I know there's been a few th- articles in the paper in relation to that. Yeah, no, you're right. I, just, I, I don't want to alarm listeners or, you know, and, and start saying we're all going to be, you know, eaten by candlelight over the next <laughs> few weeks. Ah, but, there's nothing too much wrong with that every now and again, to be honest with you. But, but we're probably closer to, it's still a very, very, very small risk, but we probably are, you know, closer to looking at maybe a potential blackout than we have been at any time over the past maybe three or four decades. And you're right, one of the reasons is because those huge gas-fired power plants are out of action. And like I said, then when the wind turbines aren't blowing, uh, that doesn't help and then when you have an economy that's reopening after the pandemic people going back to work energy demand increasing it just creates strain on the network so it, 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 you know I don't you don't usually use the word crisis often we are in a bit of an energy crisis at the moment with rapidly increasing prices and then those threats of blackouts as well Okay, well, let's look at the prices, okay? So it says, according to this article, that families face paying an extra 400 I'm assuming that's on the average bills for heating and electricity, uh, uh, over the next, uh, this is over the winter period. That's a substantial amount of money. Now, I've always found, you know, my contract used to end at Christmas, roughly around January every single year. And I used to always switch providers every single year. I'd ring yeah. around, try and get the best deal. Sometimes the one that you're with will offer you a better deal to stay. That's, mm-hmm. Although that's where they tend to only give that to new customers. So what, what do you recommend to people? Is that the best way to deal with this? It is. I mean, there's two ways. I mean, sometimes people say, listen, if all prices are going up, what can we do? What, you know, what's the point? And it's true that all suppliers have increased prices. In fact, that 400 euro is an, an average figure. Some suppliers have increased prices four times already this year, meaning those customers are going to be hit with price increases of around maybe six, seven, eight hundred euro. So it's absolutely unprecedented. But you're right. One of the, the best, quickest and easiest things to do is to switch energy supplier uh, and to get a new customer discount. So there's 14 suppliers in the market at the moment. And even 14? The price, I didn't think there was 14. Got me, yeah, got me with 14. the days we just had the ESB. Huh? I know, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Unfortunately, it hasn't really led to as much downward pressure on prices as, as you'd have hoped, but it's probably a conversation for another day. But there's 14 suppliers, so lots of choice. And like I said, they all offer really big discounts to people who are looking to switch. Uh, sometimes discounts is maybe 30 to 40% off your bill. So, you know, if you take the time to switch, which is all quick and easy, uh, you could save maybe 500 euro a year on your bill, which mm-hmm. is at least go towards uh, negating some of the price increases that we're seeing. Right. So basically, they should go to a, a website like your own or whatever, and they should have a look. And that will give you a comparative of how much you can save by switching to certain or different providers. And by the way, are all these providers, are they purchasing it for the same price from ESB networks? Or how does that actually work? I'm assuming yeah, they are. They, they are. They pretty much are. It's like, you know, you, you, you could get milk in you know, lots of different places, but it could all actually come from the same farm. They're all getting their energy from the same grid. Um, 
So no matter what supplier you're with, you know, no new pipes or no new lines are being put in. It's always coming from the same national grid. Um, so, so that's why, you know, when mm. one supplier has to up its price, the others usually have to follow. Um, so no, you're, you're right there. It's all from the same grid. And like I said, they're all passing on price increases. Some of the bigger ones, in fairness to them, such as Electric Ireland, Ford Bosch Energy, maybe because they're just bigger, they have bigger profits, they've been able to hold off on some of the price increases. Um, they they have raised prices this year, not quite so much, though, as some of the smaller suppliers. Okay, I'm, and Darren so, just mentioned as well, of course, you've got a budget coming soon, and you know most likely the, the tax is going to increase yeah. uh, on fossil fuels as well. So we're going to see an increase from that point of view too. Just uh, finally, two questions. In relation to if you're halfway through a contract at one of these companies and you find it's too expensive and you want to try and get out of it or I don't know whatever you think you can get it cheaper somewhere else what's the buyout can you can you buy your way out of these contracts fairly cheaply or yeah good question so you can they're called early exit fees or you could even call it a buyout fee and it's usually 50 euro per fuel so if you just have your gas or your electricity it's 50 euro if you have gas and the electricity with the company it's 100 euro so it's not which, but you could save more than 100 by switching yeah absolutely absolutely so even if you are mid-contract it is something to maybe you know look into because okay. it's, it's not yeah. nearly as big as people might think the other question, I suppose, is the big one for the future. Has the, the electricity grid, is it capable for the, the electric cars? We're seeing, uh, you know, the purchase of electric cars certainly has inc- is increasing dramatically over the last two years when people yeah. are starting to rely on them a little bit more. I mean, do you think the grid is capable of it? Um, I, I think it's going to come close to, to, to capacity. And we, there's obviously the question around data centres as well. It's not even just electric cars. It's also electric heating. So a lot of us are moving towards heat pumps. Um, and you're moving away from gas. Uh, we're electrifying our public transport network as well. So, and these are all kilowatts. These are not just like megawatts. We're looking at yeah. kilowatts here because electric cars, those charging stations, some of the uh, the high, the, you know, the supercar uh, charging stations that you see in the garages, these things are like 128 kilowatts. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it, a huge amount of investment is is needed. And this is kind of getting back to my other point where I was saying you know it's good for the environment, maybe not so good for the pocket. So it's it suggested that around maybe anywhere from 500 million to maybe up to two and a half billion euro of investment is needed in the grid over the next few years in order to increase capacity uh, for all of this, you know, electrification. And my fear is that that extra maybe half a billion to two and a half billion is just going to have to be passed on to the consumer through higher um, right, okay. with the gas and electricity. So um, unfortunately, it's not great news, I think. Ah, we give the bill to the Green Party. They'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been nice talking to you, Derek Cassidy from Bonkers.ie. And if you want to switch, of course, you can go to a website like Dara's or many other websites, comparative websites that are out there as well. My advice to you, to everybody, by the way, is always, always switch your electricity and your gas bills. If you can every year, if you think of it, do it every year, like your car insurance, the way you shop around, you will get discounts. But it is going to be very expensive this year, whether you like it or not. I'm looking at this, and this is serious. This is absolutely serious. Your average family bill is going to go up more than 400 quid just for this one winter. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's 400 quid. That's, you know, half your mortgage or whatever. I don't know. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.